Isaac, welcome, welcome to our welcome to my podcast. Nice to have you here. Thank you so much. Um, it's really an honor and a pleasure to be with you. Good, good. So the reason why I want to have you on is just to, just to do the you know. There's so much right now, so much chaos in, in relationships, and uh, uh, it's something I speak a lot. And a lot of my viewers want to want to hear all different perspectives. Um, and I figured, you know, I, I knew you were you're 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 been you've been doing this for 20 years. I've been coaching. I've been coaching for almost 17. I would say professionally, I've been coaching for six. Beautiful. Okay. So I just want I want, I want to know what what are some of the trends that you're seeing. Um, what's happening in divorces, what's happening in the community. It, it, basically, your most of your clientele is religious. What, what is most of your clientele? So I have, I have a mix of clientele from all the way from yeshivish to, to you know, to, to, to from, to modern, and then some people who, you know, you would consider chiloni, you know, people who believe in Hashem, but are mostly mainstream uh, secular people. So I have a good wide range of of couples that I've that I've worked with over the years, um, I think that the commonality that I can identify is really a lack of education in relationships. There's a lack okay. of how we're supposed to have a relationship, why we're supposed to have a relationship, and the dynamics of the relationships. And I think that in today's society, the generation itself with social media and the way society is really trending and the message and education that are people getting, they're really confused about how a man and a wife are supposed to not just coexist and, you know, have a part of marriage, but have a wonderful, exciting, beautiful, joyous relationship together. And um, it's, to me, what, what my passion is, is to be, you know, get these opportunities and any opportunity mm -hmm. I get to be able to educate people as much as possible on the differences between men and women, understanding those differences that they work for us, and then right. the communication process. Right. I mean, it's, we, we always know this concept of Ezra Kenegdel, I will make her help her against him. So I, I always, um, you know, my whole concept is, you know, the wife is definitely, in, the wife is also there to help us get the trophy too. Um, she's, 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 she's against us, but helping us. And obviously without, without opposition also, um, you can't grow, you know, you, without somebody telling you, you know, what you're working on, you can't grow also. So that's where the fine line is. So let's talk about today. Let's just talk about some of the trends that you're seeing. What are you seeing recently? What are you seeing? What are the major things that you're seeing? Just educate me a little bit. Okay. Um, um, pretty much what, what are some of the trends that you so see So some of today? the trends that I've been seeing is that men have forgotten to be men and women are more in a masculine or male role and the relationship is suffering. To have mm. a vibrant relationship, a man in his core masculine role or leadership role. Maybe in the past it was controlling or dominant or domineering. In today's world, we, men need to know that they are still the leader and the provider. And I don't mean financial, I mean emotional, to be their stability and to be there as support. And that women are having a very difficult time softening up. Mm -hmm. I think women are having a difficult time I think both genders, male and female, have thrown out the baby with the bathwater over the last four to five decades. Mm 
It was very traditional back when a man, a man, we knew what a man was, we knew what a woman was, we knew what, you know, uh, uh, men can say about ladies and what ladies couldn't say to men and those types of things. And that dynamics changed. Women with the feminist movement, um, talking about equality, talking about the same. And I think that there's a lot of confusion in that. Men have been listening to the message of women. And I think that the men are completely confused about where they're supposed to be. Are they supposed to be too soft? Are they supposed to be strong? Does she think mm -hmm. that I'm weak? They're confused about right. what their position is. And women, because they're being reinforced, positively reinforced and encouraged by society to live in their masculine energy or to compete with men, that in the realm or the circle of relationships that it's failing because you and I spoke about this the other day is that if we look at the statistics in the world today, yeah, maybe women are in the business world succeeding more and they're right. getting more, more clout, more position and better pay. But when it comes to relationships and we look at the world's relationships statistics, they're terrible. Divorce rates for first marriage are somewhere between, you know, upwards of 50%. If you look at second or third marriages, you're talking 60, 70% of divorce, because what's ending up happening on the women's side is that when they are so strong in the beginning of the relationship, men love that they're taking care of everything, mm. but they're attracting a weaker man. They're attracting a man that they can dominate or control. And when it comes a little further into relationships, six months a year, she's now resenting him because she has to take care of everything and he's not taking a leadership role. So that's right, a mouthful, right. but that. that's generally what's happening in everything. Everyone, every time I get a phone call from somebody, it's, right. it's, it's an imbalance of, of relationship, the that's male correct. versus masculine versus feminine dynamic, which leads to communication problems and then resentment because you know people sure. don't feel that they're doing their job. I, I see I see those factors also whatever whatever you know what relationship coaching I do uh, it, it definitely I I many times I have to tell the the uh, the wives to soften up you know focus on his good points and sometimes I even recommend this book called the surrendered wife which is again not in every case but just to, the whole point is um, you know if guys can just get appreciated a little bit more they're gonna go out of their way and do what you want. And they're going to go out all the time to do what you want. So there's a different way to communicate. There's a different way um, to get a guy to to do something for you is is definitely through kindness and appreciation versus you're not good enough in anything. I, I listen um, the the critiques from women. Um, I think the level of perfection and expectation that women have right, not, is, is, is off the charts. But I, I would I would also say on the other side, you mentioned Ezed Kenegdo. Right? right, the Gemara says, "Zachar Ezer, Lo Zachar Kenegdo," and mm -hmm. I dove into this Gemara because I wanted to know what this word "Zachar" means. Right? What is this word "Zachar"? Right. So we translated as right. we translated as merit. But does Merits. that mean like three sevens on the on the slot machine? Like they have to be lucky to get it? So I did some digging. And zacha, like we talk about sometimes the Shem and Zayid, zach, is when a man refines himself, when okay. he refines his uh, emotional stability, and he steps into his role as man 
versus boy, that's when she's an Ezer. And when he's emotionally unstable, then she becomes Kenegdo and she opposes him. So she's definitely a mirror to him on both sides. Right. I think the emotional stability needs to be there. And I think that people lack vision when it comes to their relationships. They have it when it comes to their physique. They have it the way they want to look, the house they want to buy, the, you know, the, the, the business that they want to run. But when it comes to relationships, we're really, really lacking in vision. You ask somebody, what would you like in your relationship? And they can't give you a specific detail of what they would like. I want it to be good. I want to have good children. I want to have a good wife. Mm -hmm. I want to have a good parnasa. But there's not this bullseye of a vision of exactly what I want to create with the person that I'm with. Right. But, you know, we, that's that's true. Uh, but it's also I, I, what I find is... Um, you know, with, with men, it's also the, it, it's, you know, there's other factors such as, you know, obviously when they, when they lose money, they feel insecure and that causes them to feel more fearful and, and, and weak. So this is why it's so important that with, without spirituality, with a happy, good relationship with money and bitachon and trust in God, without good, having sure. a good relationship with it, because all automatic, if you feel insecure, just like a, a needy salesman is going to, you know, he's going to come home. And he's not going to show that confidence. And the woman need that son. The woman need the guy to show up and become that son. And unfortunately, today we 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 handle problems a pill for an ill. There's too much uh, okay. There's too much drug use today. There's too much escaping from marriage. There's too much suppression. So again, you know, sometimes the woman says, "Listen, I got to step up because if not, who's gonna who's gonna handle that, this? Who's gonna I handle this house?" So I get I get their frustration too. Uh, I speak a Good. lot about, you know, men have to be the malchut. So this is where yes. it's a very tricky situation because, you know, some, but again, again, sometimes we do have to have where the guy is down. Sometimes he does need a, he does need encouragement. Of course, we all need encouragement. It's a fine line. Gadalia, tell me if you, if you, if you can, uh, if you, um, what you'll agree with, with what I'm saying. I think over the last 50, 60, 70 years, the male to male relationship the friendship between men where we can rely and trust other men, we used to have deeper conversations with one another. Our right. friendship was with males. You know, we were able to trust them. And over the decades, what's happened is this relationship between friends has diminished and men are looking for friendship with their wives to replace that friendship that they have with other males. I think it's a mistake to place that friendship. I, I, I often say you can be friendly with your wife, but if you're going just to be friends, I just mean like you're gonna say everything that's on your mind. Most of the time you're gonna create more fear in her, which is mm -hmm. going to uh, you know, cause her to, to stiffen up in the relationship right. where she's not taking care of you. This encouragement is good, but when you're constantly looking for that emotional yeah, yeah, support in yeah. your wife, that can't be the constant. That's not a healthy marriage and relationship. Right. Because I think she's relying on, she relies on you and you need to rely sure. on Hashem. Correct. Right. So when that, when, when you give her extra excess worry, she's going to worry more. It, it just, it seems to be that, that, you know, and then there's other factors also, you know, sexual and promiscuity. There, there's like, you know, the more I get into, the, the more I get into these situations, for example, let's say, you know, according to Rab Nachman, if a guy is sexually impromptu, you know, he's has, you know, he has other relationships, his wife is automatically going to pose him. 
even if he's the greatest guy, because she senses that her light's not being there. So this is where there's a major shift, number one, in sexual promiscuity, and that's one issue. And again, we're not, we're not here to blame. We're not here to blame. So we're just here to no. really get to the, to the grip of, okay, what do we need to do to get to improve these relationships? Because living, like I said, living in a relationship with no shalom bayit is like living in a house with a leaky roof. It's, it's miserable, and it affects everything. Uh, I, I, I totally agree. You know, talk, talking about that sexual problem, even if you're not cheating on someone else, but you're taking care of yourself, it's a problem right, that's also. A problem. You know, I right. know your 40 day challenge. I love that. You know, but the, a lot of men are okay. You know, I'll take care of my, That's not going to get you the shalom bayit. It's not just that's about not the, phys, the physical part. Um, I, I think to start, I think that each individual, both the men and the women need to know that it starts with me. Shalom Bayit starts with shalom with me. There's an mm -hmm. inner peace that I must bring, a stability sure. that I must bring into the relationship, and then and then we can grow together. It's it's beautiful, yeah. you know. In Sheva Brachas, when we when we say Sheva Berachot by a wedding, the sixth Beracha ends Baruch Hashem Mesameach Hatan Vekala. The katan and the kala. The seventh beracha, we end, samea hatan im hakala. The sixth mm -hmm. blessing separates them. We say, we say that they should both be happy individually. And then the, oh, seventh, nice. and then the seventh beracha, we say, hatan im hakala, with the kala, which Chazal is teaching us that we ourselves have to work on ourselves. You can't just rely on your wife or rely on your husband right. to make you happy. You have to work on your own strengths and abilities to make you happy. Beautiful. And there's all, and, and like, you know, the reason why I, I go so much into, um, you know, being sexually pure and all that is because there's so much of klipot and so much extra. It's already difficult enough marriage as it is. And, but when you're dealing with, for example, the couple doesn't want to go to the mikvah, and then there's no renewal. And then there's a couple, God forbid, that the, that the, or the wife says, listen, if you don't not nice to me, I'm not going to go to the mikvah. And then the guy says, well, you're not going to go to the mikvah, I'm going to do what I have to do. This right. just causes the problem to become bigger and bigger and bigger. And we need to recognize that. You're, you're, it's very, very important. Do not negotiate. Don't play around with the mikvah. Don't play around with those things. Because they just, this creates... This creates a small problem into a huge thing. And it, people need to understand the sanctity of, of that area. If you, if you have that, that in Kabbalah is called the Yisod. If yes. you have that, that foundation, at least you have something. Without that foundation, usually everything breaks. And, and, and the Nida and the cycle itself, this rejuvenation of this relationship, it, it's, it's all in there. You know, when you're separating from your wife for two weeks, the only way you can really communicate with her, and unfortunately, a lot of guys think it's okay, I'm off for two weeks until I see her again. But this is the time to emotionally connect where it's not about physical. You know, right. when, I, when I first got married, I, you know, and, and, and you learn about these things, I didn't understand that after I'm with my wife, you know, for the first time on the wedding night, I have to separate for two weeks. You know, I've been waiting all this time to, 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 to be physical and now I have to separate. And I told my wife during the Shabbat Brachot, I said, you know what's so beautiful about living within the, the Torah rules is that, you know what Hashem said to you? Okay, you were with her, but now get to the important part. Get to the, get to the you and her part of the relationship, not the physical part of the relationship. And unfortunately today, I think that people are so uh, 
quick to jump into a physical relationship that that's what's driving them. And they're forgetting about the true taking care of each other. I often say, you know, the most attraction someone has to someone is not usually physical. It's when you understand me the most, when you and I can have communicate and I, and you get me and you understand me, I want to spend more time with you. It doesn't matter so much how you look, but if you understand me, that's, that's attraction and a relationship. That's what the glue that holds us together right. is for us to really understand each other, respect each other, and love our differences and be able to communicate those differences so that we get closer together. That's the glue, the physicality. Mm. You know, it, of course, you know, we're human and it's a mitzvah and all those things, but it can't be the driving force of relationships. Yeah, it can't be. And, and today, especially in the dating world, Girls feel like they have to do, you know, what they do and guys are, are, are off base. When, so, you know, like I said, I think just men and women are so confused that we're not right. educating them enough while they're dating before they get married. You know, in our community, we have marriage classes, but marriage classes is generally about Nida, which the Halakot are beautiful. But teach me about a woman. Mm. What's my responsibility? You've been dating. You know, even dating. Sure. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's, that's why I, you know, anything dating, I, I, I strongly tell people do not get phys- do not get to physical. It's just because it, it just, it, it makes the guy cool off. Um, you know, in order, for, there, there's a direct correlation between the guy having, um, being spiritually, being spiritually wanting more, such as marriage, kids, and wanting more, and, and, and disconnecting. And that's the area where physicality. That's why I always say the hottest starts have the coldest ends. You know, when you start hot, it's going to be a cold end. <laughs> and this is what we, again, there has to be education, number 100% education. And also we have to recognize we do have a Yetzirah. And because sure. that, that driving force has the potential to make kids, also that driving force also has the potential for such destruction. And it's funny. Let's talk, about, let, let's talk a little bit more about, about what, what practical things could be. Think, let's talk about on the woman's side and on the man's side, what practical things so, um, we could we could advise people. Um, you know, there's for example, I know there's a Mishnah in uh, on what makes the difference between a a uh, a smart person, a um, a wise person, and a bore. And it's his, his the man man have to allow the woman to talk and not interrupt them, and on. and not you understand having that self control according to Rabbi that self control and self confidence. So, what do you think practically a guy can do? And then we'll go into the woman. Okay, so. When I am, and even though I'm a coach, I feel like I'm a teacher, right? I educate men. When I educate men on the things or how to feel a woman's needs, I generally break it down into the five A's. One is attention. You must give her your full presence. You must give her your full attentions. I recommend in detail when you're speaking or she's speaking to, to you, to look her in the eyes when she's speaking so that she knows you're there. If she's talking to you and you're doing emails or you're checking out the score or or you're busy with something else, she's going to feel this sense of disconnection. So giving her your full attention is super, super important. Another one is affection. And when I mean affection, I mean non-sexual affection. It could be a, a, a note. It could be a letter. I actually, I watched you and your wife uh, 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 you know, uh, on the video, how you, you write out that, that write out what all the positive things that you do during the week, that showing affection 
right. to, to your to your wife to be able to come up with. And I always tell guys, think about this. You know, if you're married, try this in the morning. You know, take rip off a piece of paper, just write. You know, have a great day. I'll talk to you later, and leave it in the bathroom when you're leaving in the morning. And she's going to see that, and that's going to be affection towards your wife. Women need that affection to feel connected. Right. Attention, affection, appreciation. And this is interesting because men and women accept appreciation differently. Women accept appreciation about them. They, they most women uh, really love beauty and they want to know how they look. And what they're doing is something that's making you happy. So with women, it's more about them. They are the focus of the appreciation. So you are amazing. You are a beautiful wife. You know, uh, if you tell her that the kids come out beautiful, it doesn't really uh, include mm. her. Where men accept appreciation in a way of, we like you to focus on our productivity. If I built, you know, if I built this table for you or I cleaned out the garage, wow, it looks so clean. Men accept appreciation of what we produce. Again, because the way Hashem created us is the man is the giver and the woman is the receiver. So she's looking to looking for what she, she needs to receive and he's providing it. The man wants to know that he provided for you the right thing. So he wants you to focus. Right. He wants you to focus on what you what, on what he produces. So appreciate her. Now, I have a, I have a practice on Shabbat that I tell my wife, you know, thank you so much. You know, the spirit of Shabbat is, you know, started from Wednesday or Thursday from you when you're cooking and shopping and we wouldn't have this beautiful Shabbat or, you know, uh, on every week or, or, or the way she looks or when she's making dinner. So appreciation is very important. And then for men to know that anticipation, anticipate when she needs you. Be smart, be astute, be present to know that she's going through a hard time right now. She needs support. She needs to take the day off, take care of the kids. The dishes are piled up and, and, and you know, the game is on, you know, take care of the dishes because she needs your help. So to anticipate her needs. And the last one, I always joke, I don't think any man can, can, can produce this one is all four of the above all the time. That's the fifth A, right. all the time. <laughs> they need it all the time. But the truth is, is if you're there 80% of the time, women know we're men. Yeah. They'll let you off the last 20. You know, they'll let you off okay, the last 20%. Nice. So for the men, like it's attention, affection, appreciation, appreciation, anticipation. And then you can go for all the time and try to hit the grand slam on the all the time. But 80% is what we're looking for. Right. Very nice. I like that. What do you what do you suggest for the women? So for the women to appreciate in the guys. So appreciate. So a woman needs to appreciate his efforts. You know, a lot of the times you get sent or you get the phone call to pick up a few things from the supermarket, and it's about a list of eight to fifteen things, and you come back with seven or fourteen, and we're talking about the one thing that he didn't come, that he didn't bring, and we're focused right. on what's missing as opposed to his efforts of wanting to make you happy and following through as opposed to where his shortcomings are. So I think women- Intention. Uh, their expectations are perfect, are, are, are perfect. And they have a lot of right. rules. And I think to challenge the women with, 
look at your rules. Do they make sense? Are they helping us grow or are they constricting us? You know, what, and the rules are based on being. The rules are they're based on Bina. Bina is more of a, a Bina itself is, it has a negative aspect to it. Bina is understanding, but it's not coming from the right. Like Chachmat, Bina is really the left. Yes, which has a which has a which has a potential in Gavura in in, in in judgment. Right. Yes. Correct. So it's it's that's why you know she has to understand that that you know the man is will bring he'll he'll he'll. he'll he wants to build a house, but she'll tell him he doesn't have enough money to build a house. Right? She's she's. It's, it looks like a it looks like a critique, but it it's more of a symptom. It's more of a contraction. Correct, correct. So so for her, she lives with rules, and we need her to live with rules because she's generally taking care of the house. She's taking more so. Women are built in. She she's a relationship relationship based being. Rav Chai Friedlander says because she's involved in the gospels. She's involved in knowing the emotional status of your kids. You know, I always say my mm -hmm. wife, as our kids were growing up, now Baruch Hashem, we have six children, five of them are girls. So there's a lot of drama in the household. But she knows when they're sick, when they're when they're okay, when they're a little bit off, when they're right. hungry, and that's an instinct that comes with her you know, a uh, uh, high emotional uh, connection and relationship with people. So, but there are times that Vakivitats once said that the test for women is, the, the test for men is latching on in commitment. But when it comes to women, it's knowing when to let go. And that's why they go through this uh, uh, period right. of, of, of being pregnant and then allowing this baby to separate from them, women have a very difficult time of letting go and Let knowing go. when yeah. to let go. You know, and, and, and you know, it, it's so simple. And, and the best advice I can give women, even if you're not feeling it, smile. Smile at your husband when he comes home. When he comes home, right. stop for a minute and make him feel welcome because. When women say I'm going home, they generally mean that they're going home to work, right? They're going home to take care of the kids, to cook, to clean, or organize. When men say they're going home, they're going home to their peaceful, relax. You know, they're supposed to go home to relax. Mm -hmm. So making that home warm enough and to nurture, to nurture versus versus discipline. Right? I always tell the women, find the nurturing part of you, find that emotional caring soft side of you as opposed to the discipline disciplined side of you go back inside and find that emotional connection to love and nurturing and to be able to give softly as opposed mm -hmm. to always being disciplined like you said in that in that right. deen or in that bina is to always right. to always to be in that theme to go back you can't you gotta get rid of the gotta get rid of the hammer you have to get rid of the gotta hammer get rid of the hammer Right, you have to get rid of the hammer. Get rid of the hammer. And I think one of the most important things for women, believe it or not, is for them to take care of themselves. Take time to get your manicures, get your massage, yeah. go out there, soften up, go shopping, go out with your girls. You know, get into a feminine mode. You know, I find mm -hmm. that men is, I guess, in the more Very uh, true. consistent practicing. Uh, Jews, where we're going to shul every day, we're around men all the time. But women, if they're not getting together their girlfriends, or they're going to the gym, or they're not going shopping or having lunch together, they're in mommy mode all the time. 
and they need right. a break from that mommy mode. They need to they need, like to, they need to take I, a break I, and take care of themselves. And trust me, when you come home and, and you went and you got yourself a, a, a face full of makeup at the mall and you come home, your husband's gonna notice. He's gonna be happy saying, Wow, you look beautiful today. You know, you're gonna get that, you're right. gonna get that explosion that you're looking for from your husband to notice you. Right. Very nice. I like that. I mean, I, I definitely have that where I, I, my wife does have that because you definitely need the feminine energy when it's too masculine energy. It's, it's just it's, it's nothing but resentment. It's competition. It, it's just it's, it's horrific. And again, one thing is, is, is getting, going, getting married. One thing is standing in love, not falling in love, standing in love. Absolutely. Um, let's talk a little. Let's talk a little bit about also how much how important is speech? It's not, you know, it's it's not what you say, how you say it. Um, also, the, the speech, the comments, the accusations, all that, all that really, really, you know, just we have to be very careful the way we speak. So I have an um, interesting way to introduce this. You know, men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Uh, you know, I, I always, I've coined the term that women speak feminist and men speak binary code because Women always have a Rashi on what they're saying. You know, I always give the example, if a husband and a wife are driving in a car and she looks to you and she says, my dear husband, are you hungry? And he says, thank you so much, my dear wife. I feel fine. Thank you very much. I'm good. He missed right. it. <laughs> She's hungry. Right. He missed right? it. He missed of it. Of course. You know, and, and, and. Yeah, you got you got to read the signs. You got to yeah, read, you right. You have to understand what it is that she's saying, and I think a lot of with communication is the trans. It gets lost in translation. It's she means something. He hears it in his binary code, and he feels insulted. I think that there's that that we have to teach people how to decipher and translate the language between the two, and then there's the frustrated spouse who's trying to change and judge the other spouse, right? We get, we get into this space of if she would only, you know, recognize me, if he would only listen or make me feel like I was mm -hmm. seen, that our whole relationship would change. That's not true. It starts with us. It starts with us and the way we verbally communicate with our spouse. And it might not happen right away, but if you kind of stay consistent, in supporting, encouraging, and showing and verbalizing love, that it will reciprocate itself. But if you're going right. to be, if you're going to be in the mindset of, you know, I'm just going to bash until I get what I want, you know, when you're in, I, I say this, people hate when I say this, but it's so true. Most relationships, the husband and the wife are arguing about. Who's a bigger Hazid or who's a bigger Nebach, right? Who's the, who's the, who, 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 who suffers more? That's most of the conversation is, you think you're in pain? I can't tell you how much pain I'm in. You know, and they're playing they're score. Yeah. They're playing score. But they're right. playing score in a game of who's hurt more, who's disrespected right. more. So, oh, you think you're this, and, 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 right. and they don't really hear themselves, but they, they get into this cycle of, you know, who's the bigger victim? Right, who's the bigger victim? Who's the bigger victim? And and I think this goes back to, what do you want out of your <sighs> life? 
Right. I hear you. <laughs> I no, hear it's, you. It's, it's just, I, when I, it's, it's not, it, it's just the underestimation. We're, nobody's prepared. Um, nobody's I still think prepared that I, no one for, believes for you can have an amazing relationship. They think it's, they think it's a myth. They don't believe that there can be an amazing relationship. They, they, they you don't can be in amazing can... shape. You, you could be in amazing shape, but you have to watch your diet and you got to work out like an animal. Exactly. You can, it's, but there's, there's so much work. It's not, you can't just show up. I agree. There's it's no mindset, way. mindset and consistency. Mindset and yeah. consistency. So it's, it's a, you know, Rabbi Roosh, Rabbi Roosh says very simple. He says, listen, you can marry the worst person have the greatest marriage, or you can marry the best person have the worst marriage. But we, we don't understand how much work it is. And once I recognize in my own marriage, I, I've been divorced, I got remarried. It is so much work. It is so, it's so much work. But then again, so is my classes and so is work. Oh, sure. Wherever I put the energy is, I do get results. And when I don't put that energy in, it, it exactly. slaps. It gives you a nice slap and tells you you need to right. wake up. You know, it's funny when I there's a couple of the hills that I write that I that I read every day for peace. Oh, so when things are good, oh, it's okay. I don't need to say it today. As soon as I don't say it, <laughs> boom, right away. Oh, you don't say it. What do you think? It's it's almost it's almost automatic with me. Um, how much my also you know the importance of a guy needs also a time with that he can go and, and, and really have a strong communication with his creator because when you change when you ch when you when you feel good after a good after a good prayer you're treating you're treating everybody completely different you feel so if you don't have that if you don't have that then there's no question and I say today everybody's just there's people are there's two pressure cookers in a marriage right now. And it's just a matter of who, who's triggering who's triggering what. You know, there's a proof, Gedalia, to, there's a Gemara in, in uh, Yevamot, Samech Gimel, where Rabbi Yehuda was telling his, his, his son about his mother. He was talking about, uh, you know, uh, what's considered a, a bad wife. He said, your mother. And then he said, you shouldn't let go of your, of your wife of your youth. So they asked, what's the contradiction? He said, no. Mm -hmm. He said that she started out as a ragzan. She started out as someone who had a flaring temper, right. but she's easily appeased with words, which teaches us so much, especially for the men. No matter how difficult you find it at home, it's within your power to change it if you stay patient, if you stay encouraging. And most men don't believe me when I say it, but if you sure. stay with it and you stay consistent, you can change the dynamic and the patterns in your relationship. And it's all about changing that pattern. If you're just going to fall back into, you know, feeling sorry for yourself or you're criticizing right. or getting angry, you're going to end up exactly where you are now, feeling frustrated and mostly alone. And also things can go from the worst to the best and, and quickly also. It's that we also have this, anytime, anytime you're going through a fight and going through an argument, all you're thinking is permanence. Oh my God, I'm stuck forever. It's a common emotion. Oh, this is the permanence. Next thing you know, you're thinking the worst case scenario. And next thing you know, you're already 10 years down the line. I can't do this, et cetera. You know, I posted a quote from Lou Holtz today. Um, and it's, it's not the load that you have. It's the way you carry it. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's mm -hmm. yes, we all have a, Beautiful. we all have a, you can't, be, and that's the, the, the biggest problem in relationships today, again, also, is it's so hard not to be selfish. Do you understand? All this is really coming from selfishness. If we, we have to, you have to be a giver, but you could see right now how hard it is to give. It's becoming a hard thing for people to give. And that resistance is telling you how much you need to give. 
how for much sure. you need to, to, to understand people instead of judge them. Yeah. How much it's it's all it's only difficult because we're so stuck in our head. And this is why you constantly need education, you constantly need podcasts, you need you just need constant because the Yetzirah, Rabbi Nachman says it very beautifully. He says, a malik is the fight between husband and wife. It's everything. Yeah. It's everything. It's the work that we're supposed to be doing. You know, and I, I have to, to just tell you a little bit about what you just said. I, to me, it's, it's one thing to point out what's happening, to be realistic. But generally, people make it worse in their head than it is. Right? It's yeah. one thing to point mm-hmm. out what's going on. But like you said, it's the load that you carry. It, it people make it out worse than it is. It's not the end of the world. It's not you know, you'll get through it. You have to work. Yeah. Like you, like you said, you got to get up in the morning. I got to diet and I got to go to the gym and I got to push myself if I want the physique that I want. And it's the same thing with relationships. It's interesting that um, I, I saw this. It just, it blew my mind that it says that in the beginning, um, that a man has to leave his parents' house and he has to cling to his wife. His wife. Right. The only other place in the Torah that it says is by Hashem. And Chazal wow. teach us that the only way that a man who's not bored instinctively with a relationship app is through his wife. She teaches us relationship. And it, I heard a beautiful word because it, it strengthened what, what, what I had learned is that from when the Adam Arishon was born until Chava was born, he worshipped Hashem through Yir'ah, through fear. But when right. she was born, he was able to worship him through love because he understood what it was. And yeah. you, can, you can have that love. You just have to work on it and you have to want it. And you, want, you have to want it as bad as you want money, as, as bad as you want that spiritual growth. But it's yeah. attainable. It's not. A, it's not a pipe dream. It's something that's attainable. It just needs education, consistency, and and mindset, and we're there. It's also we also we also sometimes you know I have friends of mine they they feel like they got uh, punked you know <laughs> they married a different person and you have to understand that God when you're dating, I think God purposely he gives he makes you know he gives you pretty much. I think why would Jacobson said this? He says, you know, you you married Rachel, but you got Leah. And your job is to make Leah back into Rachel, right? Like you feel like, oh my God, I married this is not the person I married. That that person changed. But the whole point is God some same thing with the husband, the other way also. You got the greatest guy. Next thing you know, the guy's falling apart or she's falling apart, and you have all kinds of resentment towards God. Like, what the heck happened here? But your our job is to really, really be the to, to make that person into 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 Rachel by finding their good points and really strengthening whatever positivity about them. And that's another thing we shouldn't think, oh, because that's who you it's not the same. Yes, it's normal. And that's where the work begins. Otherwise there, there'd be no work. There'd be absolutely no work. You know when you first so meet I think some... Isaac how, said, how do we get in touch with you? How do people so, how do people get in touch with you? So two ways they can either yeah. Um, reach out to me personally on my cell phone. Uh, people call me or text me all the time. If I'm not available, I'll get back to people. It's 917-679-5775, 917-679-5775. Or they can go to my website, Jamal Coaching, J-E-M-A-L coaching.com forward slash contact. 
and they can reach me there. Okay, good. Because I think again, and it's it's so needed. And also, you have, you have to understand something. That the more you are, you know, our sages keep on telling us that our according to a person's dot is his compassion. So when when we when we, when we in, the more we invest in wanting a better marriage, invest in knowing you're going to get compassion. Because at the end of the day, it's 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 the whole key is compassion. You and get what last, you put last, in, no? Correct. But you get compassion from God if you, if you, if you see that. You're working on high, and achieving a higher consciousness, and then that's why you know there is a you know the, the respect and all that. That's why Gamar tells us that the, the the money comes through the wife, not the girlfriend. So <laughs> when you, there there is a reward by honoring your wife. You know, you honor your wife and you respect her, and you're able to become the man. And then you get Rabnachman says you get those feminine lights that she gets. They shine upon you, and then that that transforms into into blessing and shefa. And the Gemara also says a person who runs after harlots loses his breath. Everything. So you could see yeah. financially, there's definitely a financial aspect. When you're married, you're going to be more successful financially. I mean, there's a hundred sources. And when we're just avoiding marriage and just because we want to have fun, that is not, that's also going to lead to financial success. Unfortunately, all kinds of uh, sank bankman issues, <laughs> all kinds of FTX issues. So that's <laughs> we, we, you don't want to be like uh, you don't want to be like bankman right now. You want to you want to be like the king, and that's the, and that's where we have to recognize that all this work does pay off. You'll have God willing financially. There's shalom Amen. in the house. There's there's blessing and everything. Amen. So whatever. And the please, kids guys, don't forget the kids also kids, because I mean, it's so important thing. to show kids how much what love really means. You know, it's it's, but, it's crazy what's going on with kids out, right. out there. Also, for another time, I mean, but, they, they, they'll co they'll copy what their parents is doing. That's why it, it's it's so so so. But again, be the, the main thing is, guys, be positive, but also be realistic. You know, mm -hmm. it's positive, but be realistic. It's going to take work, and that's something that we just want to get. I don't. People are like in too much of a shock. You know, and the, and the minute when you get shocked, the first thing you do is you look at everybody else. Uh, not everybody else is going through this. Yes, they are all going through this. It's Everybody's just a going of, through it. <laughs> ask people how much do you work on it. You put ninety percent effort. Just like you, you don't have to ask a guy when he's in shape. <laughs> how long? I don't have to ask how many times you work out. I see it in your body, right. or you don't work out. <laughs> so don't don't get out of this illusion that some guy struck the uh, shalom bayit the uh, lottery. That he doesn't have to put in work and he's just you know relaxing and doing nothing. That doesn't exist. I tell people and all the same. time. Me as a coach. It's a daily, daily work. It's not, it's not, daily if work. I let it go, trust me, she will wake up and she'll bite my head off and I'm in the same boat as everyone else, except you know what the, you know what the rules are now, the rules of engagement of, and daily when I work. slack, right. I know I have to, I have to get back up. I got a couple of extra pounds on now. I got to hit the, you know, I got to hit the gym again. It, 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 it's constant, right. constant right. work. No one's patooed from it. No. And this is why sometimes some of us that maybe we're not getting married because we see a couple of things that bother us. And hey, if you can't get through the minor leagues, imagine what the major leagues looks like. If you're insulted over a little comment, <laughs> get ready to let go of things in marriage. <laughs> I mean, you have to understand, if they, you know, people tell me I got insulted by this guy in the day. I'm like, my, wait, I mean, this is like, this is almost like a ping pong ball. You know, it's going to happen and you have to be tougher for girls and guys. Again, not not so much as tougher as a, as a personality, but just recognizing that don't take everything so personal. There's just so much things going on. So, again, please call Isaac, whoever needs coaching. 
and I hope we, we were able to help everybody through this. And uh, really, you're doing amazing things. The person puts two people together, Shalom Bayit, it's, he, he gets credit, a tremendous amount of credit in heaven. Hashem bless you and everything you do. Amen. Right? I thank you Have for a great having day. me. Thank you Amen. for having me. Really God appreciate bless. it. Bye-bye.